Hello, and welcome to Defining Endurance, the podcast from Lifelong Endurance. I'm today's host, Lexi Miller. Trails, we love them, we use them, but how much do we actually protect them? Today, I talk with Matt Martinez, who is the volunteer coordinator for Jefferson County Open Space. While most of our conversation is specific to Jefferson County Open Space here in Colorado, the ideas and tools and resources that he gives to be a better trail steward should be pretty universal. So take this time to really consider how you treat our trails and how we could all improve just to make the world a little bit better. Send in your ideas and thoughts and let's work on this together. Now let's dive in. Welcome to Defining Endurance, a podcast focused on providing actionable insights for endurance athletes. Whether you're an athlete just getting started in endurance sports or a veteran looking to gain an edge, the Defining Endurance podcast is here to ask curious questions with athletes and fitness professionals, and most importantly, dive deep on current training topics so you can become the best version of yourself. Let us wait no longer. Let's dive into this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Defining Endurance. This is Coach Lexi Miller. Super excited today to be joined by Mr. Matt Martinez. Uh, Matt is with the Jefferson County Open Space, uh, and today we're going to be talking about trail work and trail stewardship and, you know, what we as trail runners, mountain bikers uh, should be doing to be better trail stewards. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I am super excited to dive in today and kind of get into, you know, how all of us can be better trail users. But to start, I want to hear a little bit more about your background and how you got into working with uh, Jefferson County Open Space. Yeah, thanks. Well, I believe it started uh, in the middle of college. I wanted to uh, do something. I wanted to do a, a program called AmeriCorps. And it's basically like the domestic Peace Corps where you, where you do different types of community service projects for a period of about 10 months throughout um, different regions of the United States. I was assigned to the Western region of the United States and based out of San Diego. So I did that for about 10 months. And in that, I was able to do some work with um, California State Parks, doing working in their parks, building trails, um, stewarding their resources. Uh, as soon as I got out of AmeriCorps and Triple C, I went back to college and then I really wanted to continue to give back to my public lands. So I Googled Volunteer Colorado and I came up with Volunteers for Outdoor Colorado. So I was able to volunteer with them <clears throat> for roughly about five years. And then um, eventually uh, I graduated college and they had a job opening as a project manager to begin managing their projects. And Volunteers for Outdoor Colorado is an outdoor stewardship organization that works with federal land managers, municipal land managers, and state land managers throughout Colorado to steward their resources, take care, take care of trails, uh, remove noxious weeds. So I worked there. I was lucky enough to work there for about 10 years, and I was able to travel all around Colorado and, and learn about all the different um, problems and, and wonderful things that face uh, Colorado's public lands. Uh, after I worked there for about 10 years, I decided, uh, you know, traveling around was great and sleeping in a tent on volunteer projects was was really fun. But uh, a, a position opened up at Jefferson County Open Space that got me to be in one spot for the in my whole professional career that I was going to be doing full time. 
And so I jumped at that and here I am about six years later. That is so great. So actually, I uh, I started out with uh, AmeriCorps as well, working for Western Colorado Conservation Corps oh, nice. um, in the in the Black Canyon of the Gunnison. Um, did that in college, and it was such an amazing experience. And yeah, being able to like just work on trails. We did four day hitches, sleep in your tent for for those days, and then you get a nice three day weekend where you get to play in the mountains and and kayak and hike fourteeners, and then go back to work where you're living in your tent again. It was like such yeah. an amazing experience. Um, was that kind of what the, the volunteer work you were doing before you went to Jefferson County uh, was like? Yeah, in AmeriCorps, it was, uh, we, we had some, there was different avenues that they really focused on. Some of it was public lands management, but other was other uh, projects were focusing on tutoring kids in inner city schools. Um, we worked with boys and girls clubs, uh, so a little bit of everything, but I really enjoyed that piece, that component where we were working with California State Parks and working out on the trail. I, I really, you know, it was very eye-opening. I didn't, had no clue what went into building a trail, and I thought it was just amazing. That is so awesome. So kind of moving into today, what exactly is your job with Jefferson County Open Space? Yeah, so I'm, I'm in charge of group projects, and so that kind of looks like a couple of different things. Um, we just came out of uh, National Trails Day, which is which was on June 6th. So we had a big public project there up at Beaver Ranch Park where we were working on some brand new trail up, up in that park. Um, so what our public projects look like is basically we slap a, a public a trail project or any kind of stewardship project on our registration site and anybody can sign up. You don't need any training. Um, you don't need any prior experience. You show up and our staff and or our experienced volunteers will help guide you through the process. Usually it's about a half day project on some of those large scale weekend projects. And then aside from those larger weekend projects where we really try to grab uh, brand new volunteers to get involved, we also have our customized group projects. Uh, there's a great trend right now that a lot of businesses and civic organizations, mostly businesses, are allowing their employees to come out and volunteer uh, during work hours. I think it's 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 great. To, it's a it's a really attractive way to to gain uh, new employees and get people involved. And a lot of people are reaching out to Jefferson County Open Space right now because we do customize group projects for um, corporate groups and civic organizations uh, throughout the week through about Monday through Thursday. So we put together those. Uh, we have folks put, fill out a, a form that tells us the different types of logistics that they want involved, the time of day, how long, uh, what, what kind of physicality level they're looking to get into. And then we, we put together a, a project with one of our teams within our organization. So th that's one of the ways that, that, that I get people involved as well. That is so cool. I really like that, you know, there's kind of this trend of, you know, people doing it in smaller groups. So when did those smaller group projects begin? We started those about five years ago. We started getting more and more asks for, from different businesses that wanted to do something during the work week, during work hours. Um, we actually don't even advertise it for it. We put it on our website, uh, but we just got approval for a brand new position next year that's going to be exclusively working on those projects and leading those. Because at the end of the day, uh, these past few years, we just couldn't ha we couldn't accommodate all the all the asks that we were getting. That is so incredible. Is it mostly like big corporations or is it people who are already kind of involved in the outdoor industry? It's kind of a mix. We've got, there's luckily we've got a lot of outdoor industry 
partners in Colorado. So Mountain Smith, uh, Mammoth, there's a lot of organizations like that, but then there's a lot of different software groups, uh, banks, construction companies. It kind of runs the gamut. That is so awesome to hear. And I think, it, you know, Colorado it might be a little bit progressive in that way of kind of, you know, more people are excited to be good trail stewards. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about the volunteering, but I also want to kind of talk about the negative side and maybe how, while we're very enthusiastic about protecting the trails, maybe us as trail users haven't always been the most, uh, you know, economical people. Uh, yeah. So what are the biggest impacts on trails, uh, especially in the Colorado area? Well, as you can imagine, during the pandemic, we've seen uh, pretty much a doubling of the park visitation. Uh, there was at one point, probably March or so, when everything was closed down, we were almost like the only game that was open. Uh, so we, we saw our visitorship increase probably exponentially uh, to probably our peak holiday uh, day hours, like our you know 4th of July, Memorial Day weekend, Labor Day weekend, we were seeing those on a consistent basis and then sort of new peaks on weekends and then the evenings. So one, one thing that uh, I would say is really look at, there's a really great app right now called um, Lot Spot, and it's a way that you can check out what our parking lots look like at any given hour. And so try to figure out when is those, those off-peak times that you can go visit our parks. Um, Look at some of the parks that don't get as much use, uh, Hildebrand Ranch Park, Reynolds Park, Pine Valley, some of the parks that are a little bit further away. Um, some of the big things, though, are just the types of erosion issues that we experience. One of the biggest ways that you can protect um, the trails that you utilize and, and, and cherish are to stay off them when, when it's muddy. Anytime that it's just snowed or just rained, uh, try not to visit our parks. Give it a couple of days for stuff to dry out. If you do end up on our parks and they get a little muddy, um, don't don't go outside of the trail. Stay on the path. Walk through the mud. It's pretty surprising that people buy these really sturdy, expensive mountain bikes and shoes and, and hiking boots, and they don't want to go through the mud. Um, <clears throat> but what happens is once people get outside of that uh, trail perimeter out into grasses, those trails begin to get bigger and bigger and wider. Uh, we experience what, it, what is called trail braiding, and that, that can affect some native plants, grasses, habitat for a lot of our wildlife out in the parks, even our insect species that support birds and, and other types of wildlife. So really staying on the trail is, is, a, is a huge, huge thing that, that anybody can do that is coming to our parks. And then something that's outside of just the sustainability of our, of our trails is just trail courtesy. There's so many people right now in our parks and, you know, it's, it seems kind of counterintuitive that there's so many people in the parks and one of the biggest people go to our parks. One of the biggest reasons why people go to our parks is to get away. And right now they're, they're getting away, but they're getting away with, with a thousand of their fellow citizens. So just be, when you're out there, uh, I know people try to get away from, from human activity, but inevitably you're going to come across somebody. Give people a, a heads up if you're going to pass them, if you're running on a trail, if you're on your bike. Uh, we, we ask people to, to bring bells on their bike, ring that bell, we'll give, give people a heads up if you're coming up behind them. Know when to yield and who to yield to on, on trails. So just that real common uh, trail courtesy is, can go a long way as well. 
those are really great things to remember. Um, you know, kind of while we're on the topic, you know, what, what is the protocol for who has the right of way on a trail? So let, let's see, uh, if pretty much, if you're on a horse, everybody yields to a horse. Um, if you're going, uh, if you're hiking, uh, hikers most of the time have the right of way. Mountain bikes are supposed to yield to uh, everyone, but not everybody does. If you're if, so if you're coming up behind a hiker, um, not a lot of times uh, you could give the heads up. So uh, there's these really good bobs that we have. I might try to find them, and they're at our trailheads that just show who needs to yield to who. Awesome. So it sounds like, you know, be conscientious of other people, go through the mud, try to avoid those peak times. Those are all good ways to, to be a better trail user. Is there anything else that, you know, the average cyclist, runner, hiker can do to just make our trails a little bit more of a pleasant place? We have pretty good uh, experience with all of our runners and our cyclists and our hikers. One thing that the, probably our biggest issue is dogs on leash keeping those dogs on leash uh, so they're not chasing wildlife, they're not getting bit by wildlife, or they're not uh, running off cliffs. We've had all of those things happen within our parks. And then really taking care of your dog waste when you come out to our parks. Uh, probably every single visitor that comes to our park is aware that we there's people out there that uh, their dog goes, goes to the bathroom in the park, they bag it up, and for whatever reason, they leave it on the side of the trail and it never makes it back into the garbage can. So um, not only are they leaving their pet waste out there, but now there's a plastic bag that's surrounding that pet waste. And um, it's just a, just a really big problem that we have uh, within our parks. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, we have what I call my, my little poop purse, which is a, a little yeah. bag that goes on the dog leash and I can just put the, the bag right in there, or I use a flip belt. Um, but those are always good ways for, for runners to remember that, you know, you have a place to put it. Um, because yeah, seeing those plastic bags, it's it's definitely an eyesore, and you think about how long it takes to decompose. So, oh yeah, those are great great points to bring up. Um, so kind of moving into volunteering, what would an average you know volunteer day look like? Well, we have a real uh, great variety of different volunteer programs. Um, sort of our our. Our projects that what I, I was talking about earlier, those group projects where one-time volunteers can come out, they don't need to go through any kind of training. Um, they'll come out, they'll register in the morning, they'll go through uh, safety talks with some of our staff. They'll tell they'll tell them the do's and the don'ts. Get, they'll give them some stewardship education about why the, what they're doing out there is so important to not only the land but wildlife and habitat. Um, at the end of that day, we usually give a free lunch if if we're not doing in the middle of a pandemic. Um, <clears throat> and then we raffle off some prizes and, and people head home. We also have Tuesday, Thursday projects that are our trail projects. Those are a little smaller, typically about 14 people. Um, in the past, we have done lunches on those. Uh, people come out, they register online, same thing, they get a safety talk and they, and they work for about half a day. Uh, we have other volunteer programs that start traditionally in January. That's when we have our big open house and we recruit for uh, different types of programs. Some of them are uh, monitoring some of the wildlife in the parks. They're monitoring uh, frogs, raptors, uh, butterflies, um, all, all different types of uh, wildlife. So we can keep an eye on, on what our population levels are in different parks, but also so we know when to close certain trails. 
if we're having some raptor nesting, if we, if we know that there's some new nests in a particular area, we can close particular trails and um, try to give, give those raptors some space for some of the, some of the eaglets that they hopefully will have or, or uh, um, babies that they'll have. So um, that's another program. We've got our uh, park host and our park patrollers. Uh, our park hosts are basically our ambassadors. They go out in the parks uh, they, they go out, they wear a uniform, they answer any questions that our visitors might have about uh, how to get, a, get to a particular trail, um, safety questions. They also remind people to please kindly leash their dogs, um, not only because it's a rule that we have in our park, but as I said before, it's really um, safe for our, the wildlife within our parks and it's safe for their, their own pets. Uh, and then we have our uh, our volunteer patrollers, which are kind of like our junior rangers. They help, they assist our rangers out in the, in the parks. They're there for to keep everybody safe. Uh, they are all trained in CPR and first aid. And uh, they also help, uh, they use authority of the resource, which is not just telling people to do, to follow a regulation for the sake of following a regulation, but the why behind that. Um, all of our regulations that are that are put forth in our parks are to preserve our natural resources, to preserve open space, to keep our visitors safe. So it's that education component that really tries to hit home why we have these different types of regulations. Um, and then we have other other uh, volunteer positions, uh, our trail stewards that take care of our trailheads. They even uh, make sure that we have all the the materials in our bathrooms that are stocked up. Make sure everything's clean in there. They usually pick one or two different parks they go to regularly. So we have a, a whole different variety of, of ways people can get involved in, in what those day in, day out, day in, days out look like. Um, typically those ongoing positions are anywhere from, they, you can pick the amount of hours that you volunteer in the park. That could be you know just a two hour jaunt out, out in one of our parks. It could be on one of your hikes, or you can spend a whole day out. That is so cool. And it's, I really like that you guys have opportunities, you know, if people want to sign up early in the year, there's something they can do year long um, and really feel involved in something they care about. For the trail work, what what would a typical trail work day, like what would it entail? What um, work could a volunteer expect themselves to be doing? Yeah, so on our Tuesday, Thursday projects, um, we typically do our light maintenance trail work. So cleaning out water bars, uh, pruning back vegetation, we'll do that on the, sort of the shoulder seasons, which would be in the spring, in the late summer, early fall. And basically what you're doing is you're walking uh, a trail from one end to the other and doing, doing those, those small maintenance um, um, exercises. Uh, for those weekend projects, it'll be focused on a very specific activity. It could be anywhere from removing noxious weeds to putting up fences to keep people out of sensitive areas to uh, closing a trail that maybe was created by some of vi some visitors as a shortcut to get from point a to point b so we need to go in and um, decompact soils and and throw down some seed and put down some matting to to hopefully grow back some native grasses and put up fencing to sort of keep people out of that that area um, we also have a great group of volunteers. They're called our trail runner volunteers. They came to us and they wanted to help out there. They uh, utilize all of our trails uh, for runs and they, they're a pretty thriving program right now. They uh, invite people to come out typically after work hours. Right now it's about 5.30 to 8 p.m. Uh, they come out, they're led by these trail runner volunteers and 
they call themselves trail runner volunteers, but they accept anybody. If, if you're a hiker, if you're a biker, if you're a trail runner, um, doesn't, doesn't matter. They, they're out there to, for, for one issue to, to do trail maintenance. Um, if you want more information on them, their, their email is trailrunnervolunteers at gmail.com. And you can also find them on Facebook or Instagram, but they've done tremendous work for us. Uh, they do probably three projects a week um, out in various uh, parks, and um, they've just been a really great asset for us. And those, as I, as I mentioned, are about three hours long after work. That is so cool. That's definitely something I'll put in our show notes. Um, I know one of our athletes is also very involved. Um, and so he, he's reached out about doing some future projects. So, um, you know, hopefully that's something that we'll, we'll have more information on coming up soon. Um, so what difference can a volunteer make? What has been accomplished by having a volunteer program with, uh, Jefferson County open space? Well, about two years ago, um, we had uh, volunteers volunteer for about 45,000 hours in, in one uh, calendar year, which is huge. And just kind of to break that down, um, there's a, a outside industry that, that breaks down what the value of a volunteer is worth. That's about $20, $25. Um, so roughly what that, what that gives us is additional work staff that are out there working on the land, helping out, doing that day in, day out stuff. There's another great thing in that, uh, you know, we only have so many different rangers and we have thousands of acres of, of, of land in our parks and they can only be so many places at once. And so we have so many volunteers that you're more likely to, to run into a volunteer than you are a staff member. So what we try to do is impart on each one of those volunteers that you are going to be providing education to hopefully to, to hopefully uh, create lifelong stewards of our public lands. And meaning if, if they just, if a volunteer comes in contact with a visitor and they teach them one thing, uh, they can become a lifelong steward. They've got that piece of information of why they need to pr protect and preserve uh, the natural resources when they're out in the park. So it's, it's really an in, invaluable position. And I think when people come across volunteers and they see that people are donating the, their, their time to something that they, they feel so strongly about, I think that impact has, is, is just tremendous. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Matt. Kind of the last question is, what is the most important thing you want people to remember about being a good steward to our trails? Uh, I, I would say um, give back, uh, become a volunteer. I know uh, time is a really valuable resource in everybody's lives right now. We, we don't have enough of it, but if you can come out for uh, one weekend out of the whole year to give back to your public lands, I think that's you'll really uh, not only feel better about it, but you'll be able to tell that story to whoever you come across and hopefully somebody else will get there, get out there as well. That is so good to remember. Um, I've, I've volunteered with you guys a few times and one of the times I was lucky enough to be with a local high school and oh, it was nice. so cool to see all the, the kids out like working hard and working as a team. Um, so it's, it's really incredible. I, I can definitely say that you guys, you know, run great volunteer, uh, you know, programs and it's, it's a really fun time. Um, and the raffles are great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Um, again, everyone just check out the show notes for, for some of those resources that we talked about. Um, but otherwise have a really great rest of your day. Hey, thanks so much. Thanks for having me.